Welcome back to the Becoming CEO podcast, where we decide every single day to become the CEO we were created to be. Over here, we're low-key ratchet and high-key saved, okay? Listen, I know what it feels like to have the hugest to-do list, feel super unclear on what to do next in your business, download all the freebies, and still be stuck at square one. And darling, that's over for you today. Hey boo, I'm Kay Hillman. I'm a scientist turned five-figure photographer turned marketing and business strategist for female service providers building profitable businesses. I'm the coach for confused peeps. Boo thang, it's time to ditch the hustle. Listen close, darling, as I snatch your mindset, clarify your messaging, and drop marketing gems. When you roll with me, you'll gain confidence clarity, and sales as you become the highest version of yourself. Let's get this money. Hey, boo. Hey, happy Tuesday or whatever day you're listening to this on. Y'all, first, I just have to say, have y'all been loving the quality of the podcast? Oh my gosh, y'all. Like I've been listening to the last few episodes and I'm just like, dang, they sounded good. But of course I am because I hired a bomb podcast manager. Y'all, You know, I used to be like the whole do everything yourself and, you know, you can do. I mean, you know, yeah, we can. We can do so much stuff in our businesses by ourselves. But why should we? Because, baby, I could never get the quality that my boo Hannah has been able to get for me. So, Hannah, don't play with me. Put your information in the show notes and don't cut this part out either. (laughs) But y'all, like, seriously, I mean, I just... The what I've been able to bring to the podcast has just been so much more now that I've hired help. And before I even get into what this episode is about, I just want to encourage you if you are finding yourself feeling a little bit stressed out, if you're finding yourself tired, if you're burnt out, if you're just having a hard time doing the things you need to do for your business, consider outsourcing. And I mean, like y'all know I did a whole episode on outsourcing things and some things aren't even business related, right? Like y'all know I outsourced my laundry. Like I outsourced some of the craziest stuff and it's because I don't need to be doing everything. Like I'm a whole mom. Like (laughs) it's not, I mean, granted, like we feel like as moms, we have to do everything, but we really don't. Like I'm trying to raise a self-sufficient child. I'm trying to raise, you know, a tiny human that understands that women don't have to do all the things, right? Like we're not wearing that as a badge of honor over here. So yeah, Kay has evolved and she has grown up and she is no longer shouting about being a solopreneur because being a solopreneur is low-key ghetto sometimes. So yeah, anyway, let's get into this episode. So today I am doing, or I'm starting a three-part series. So we're going to be talking about why no one is buying your services. And I want to say really quick that this can also apply to product-based businesses. I know I have a few people who sell products and stuff like that. And so I have to remember not to leave you guys out because that's not nice, right? It's not nice to leave people out. But anyway, (laughs) but really this whole series is going to be basically titled around why no one is buying your services. And like, I think I have like 15 reasons. So I decided to break it up into three parts because why not? Like why put it all in one episode? So let's get started. Why no one is buying your services? Number one, they are not your ideal client. (laughs) I know, I know it sounds crazy, right? Like it sounds crazy that all the people that are following you are not your ideal client, but like sometimes our followers are not our ideal client. Y'all remember when people used to say, oh, you know, strangers will be the first to support you before your family and friends. Uh, duh, because your family and friends aren't your ideal client, right? And so the truth of the matter is, is that a lot of times people aren't buying your services because they're not your ideal client. And what I mean by this is they don't actually need what you have to offer. And that can be hard. Like that can be hard to, to hear that like, oh, my offer is not what somebody needs or what people in your audience need, your followers, your email subscribers, right? It can be hard to hear that your offer isn't what they need. 
And what I would like you to do, if you're finding that you're just not attracting your ideal client, right? You just can't figure out why or who they are to buy your services. I want you to take a step back and I want you to ask your audience what they need, right? So if you guys know, a lot of you guys are on my email list. And I mean, I haven't sent out email recently, so don't, don't, don't come for me. But when I was sending out emails regularly, I would often pop in and I would ask, what do you guys need help with? Or what kind of questions do you have about X, Y, and Z? And because I asked that question, it helped me get really valuable feedback from you so that I could create offers that were specific to your needs, right? Because you are my ideal client. You know, if you're listening to my voice, you're my ideal client. (laughs) So, so yeah. The first reason why no one is buying from you, it's probably because the people that are in your audience are not your ideal client. And when they're not your ideal client, obviously they're not going to buy what you have to offer. And the other thing is, is that you have to catch your ideal client at the right time. So I don't know if I've done an episode on customer journey. Maybe I need to do an episode on that. But if I haven't done an episode on customer journey, there are different stages that people are in when they interact and engage with your business, right? So when someone first comes across your business, they're probably not going to buy from you, right? Now, don't get it twisted. Sometimes they will, right? Sometimes somebody will follow you today and buy from you within 15 minutes. That's a thing, right? And that means that you got them through your funnel really quickly, right? They've built that trust with you within a few minutes and they're ready to purchase. And that's great, right? We love when things like that happen. But a lot of us service providers, we're selling what I would consider more higher ticket offers, right? We're charging $500 plus. And so usually a purchase like that is not something that somebody's going to make just by looking at your Instagram one time, right? Or when they just follow you, unless like they were referred or something, right? So when we're really being honest and realistic, it takes a little bit of finessing and wooing and they have to go through the customer journey in order to purchase. And so not only is somebody in your audience, they may not be your ideal client, but maybe you just haven't done a good job at capturing them where they need to be in order to make a purchase in the customer journey. That's a whole nother conversation, boo. We need to talk about customer journey before I get deep into that. But I just want to say, if people aren't buying from you right now, then they are not your ideal, like you are not in front of your ideal client and you have to do something different. You have to shift your content. You have to show up differently. You have to showcase your authority. You have to do specific things, like really different things in order to make sure you're getting in front of your ideal client. Because right now, the people you're talking to, it ain't it. And it doesn't do you any good to keep on promoting an offer to people that don't need it or don't want it, right? That's thing number one. Thing number two, you haven't sold the value of your service, right? So a lot of times when we are selling our services, we're talking about how many hours they get, how many posts they get, you know, how much time we'll spend on their stuff, like how much time we'll spend on their business, how many calls they get, right? We focus on the, you know, what I would say tactical details, right? We focus on those details, but we forget to focus on the benefits, right? So the benefit of someone hiring a podcast manager, for example, is I get my freaking time back. Oh, and besides getting my time back, homegirl gets bomb audio quality. <laughs> like, like, come on. Like, you don't, I didn't think about that until it was presented to me. And then I realized, wow, audio quality is actually everything when it comes to podcasting, right? Not having to spend an hour or two or not consistently posting to the podcast, that's a problem for me, right? But that's also a benefit of hiring a podcast manager. So anyway, it doesn't matter what your business is, right? It doesn't matter what your business is. There are benefits to people working with you, whether you're a coach, photographer, strategist, whatever, it doesn't matter what you do. There are very specific benefits of working with you. And 
What's going to make you cut through all the noise into your ideal client is focusing on those benefits because everybody does, you know, all coaches do biweekly calls and, you know, strategy sessions or whatever, right? All coaches do that stuff. But every coach may not, you know, help you map out, you know, something very, very specific. Or every coach may not be able to relate to you as a mom and help you structure your business around your life, right? Every coach may not be able to do that. And that's an important benefit, right? For me, when I'm hiring coaches right now, I'm not trying to hire a coach that don't have kids. Like it's no shade to them. I'm sure they're great coaches, but right now in this season of my life, I need a coach that understands like, baby, I got a toddler at home. Like (laughs) all this extra you talking about, that's not happening over here, you know? So anyway, if nobody is buying your services right now, it's because you haven't sold the value, right? That could be, that could be one of the problems that you're having. You're not selling the value. And so it's just really important that you focus on benefits versus features and really be intentional about the benefits that you are able to provide people, right? Again, it never crossed my mind (laughs) that audio quality and elevating my audio quality would be so important until I hired a podcast manager, right? It never crossed my mind how important it was for me to get those few hours back in my week so that I could consistently have out episodes, right? But those are very important benefits, right? Now features is, oh, okay, I get weekly podcast episodes and weekly show notes and all like that's those are features, right? But every podcast manager is going to do that, right? So, you know, really when you think about it, you want to think through, hmm, how is the service that I'm providing giving somebody something that's different from everybody else, right? That's not the routine thing that they expect from everyone else. So if you're a social media manager, okay, obviously we expect you to make posts or to post a post, right? But what else are you able to give? What is the benefit of me hiring a social media manager, right? That's that's the question that you want to answer. And when you're able to do that, your messaging, it shifts, right? You're able to confidently show up in the online space. You're able to confidently market and talk about your service because you know you're not just saying the same thing everybody else is saying. And let's be honest, we are all getting a bit overwhelmed. We're all getting tired of people saying the same thing. I'm a coach and I can help you make 10K a month. I'm a coach and I can help you make your first 100K a year. Like, okay, sis, like everybody does that. <laughs> Tell me something I don't know, right? That, like, what else can you add to my life? So if people aren't buying from you, it's because you haven't sold the value, right? And people look at you as someone that does what everybody else does. And it makes it really easy to kind of overlook you. So if you're not getting clients, if, you're, if nobody's buying your services, your products, your offers, that may be why. Number three, your product isn't as good as you think. <laughs> I know, I know that one's harsh. Like that one's really harsh, but sometimes your product or your service is not actually as good as you think it is. Like in your mind, you have this grand idea and it just, when you are talking about it, when you're marketing it, it just doesn't come across, right? Other times you may not realize this, but you've given off, like you have, you have given bad quality. You've given a bad experience and people are talking about it, right? So if you are running a program and it doesn't go well for someone, you know, that person is going to talk about it to other people. And so that's why it's really important that we have integrity in the online space and that we're careful about the products that we put out there. And even with like, even with our services, right? If you are known as the VA that people have to constantly check after and, you know, they have to do the work after you again and all that kind of stuff, eventually that name is going to get around. Even if you consider yourself to be a smaller business owner or a newer business owner, like your reputation is going to precede you. So it's very important that you're giving out, you know, a quality service and 
it's okay to recognize that your product or your service isn't as good as you think it is. And it could be for many different reasons, right? It doesn't have to be because, you know, you aren't delivering what you said you would or whatever. It could literally be that it's just not what people need or, but it could literally just be because like, maybe people feel like you have regurgitated information or you, you know, don't have a unique method or a unique strategy or a unique way to do things. And people are like, well, this is really basic and I don't need that. So again, it's kind of hard to hear that one, but sometimes your product isn't as good as you think it is. That's just like when I used to tell people their content sucks. I try not to say it like that anymore because that's like really, really mean. But sometimes it's the truth, right? If the truth of the matter is, is that you may not be operating as a business owner to the highest capacity. And right now people's BS meter is stupid high, right? People can spot, you know, somebody that's just in it for money. People can spot somebody that, you know, doesn't really know what they're doing from a mile away. So it's really, really important that you are just mindful about what you actually are delivering to people, right? In your service or in your products and in your offers. You want to be really intentional and just make sure that you're delivering something that's of quality. And I mean, of course it's subjective, right? If you are catering to newer business owners, more established person purchases your offer, of course they're going to think it's basic and elementary and all that kind of stuff, but the product wasn't for them, right? And so I want to be really clear and say that just because you have like a more basic product or a basic service or whatever, that doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong, but just make sure that you articulate who things are for, right? That's one thing people get kind of twisted. If your stuff is for beginners, say it, right? If it's not for beginners, say that too, you know? So like, just be really clear on who your offer is for, but then also just being really honest and transparent about like, hey, this is what you're going to get on the inside. Like, that's why I like showing the inside of my courses and inside of my products and stuff. I really don't care. Like if you, if you look at this and you decide that you're going to copy it and take it for yourself, go for it. Says I literally, I just, I can't, I don't got the energy (laughs) to be fighting back and forth. You know, I know people get nervous about giving out their, you know, frameworks and all kinds of stuff. Girl, please. Ain't nobody got time. But you know, that also opens the door for people to see if this offer is for them so that they don't feel like, oh, wow, like this didn't get what I'm supposed to give, you know, like mm, I just got played right here. Right. So number three, your product may not be as good as you think it is. And that is something that you have to solve. And if it's not as good as you think it is, that is going to trickle down into people not wanting to buy it and newer people not wanting to buy it. Because contrary to popular belief, if somebody's friend, like, or not even somebody's friend, if you have reviews and testimonials up, people nine times out of 10 are going to go to their page and look them up, right? Or I'm sorry, they're going to go to Instagram and look them up. They're going to go somewhere to look this person up to see how successful they are or what they're doing. Or they may even reach out and ask what their experience is. Like I've had customers and clients who like, they're like, oh, hey, someone's going to reach out to me and ask me about X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, (laughs) I hope you said you liked it or whatever, but yeah, like it's a thing. And I actually encourage people to reach out to past clients and current clients of mine to ask about the experience. And so, so that's the thing that happens, right? And you want to make sure that your products are what they say they are, or your service is what you say it is, because when people are asking questions, the the truth is going to come out. So that could be a thing, right? Number four, a reason why people are not buying your services is that you don't have a unique enough selling point, right? So we kind of talked about this a little briefly, but I wanted to kind of dig a little deeper. It's really important when we are talking about our services and our offers to differentiate ourselves from others. And so I talked about, you know, focusing on the benefits, not the features, but really your unique selling point, your unique selling proposition, right? It's it's that thing that the 
I say it like this, what are your take home, right? Like what is the one take home that somebody should get from hiring you or purchasing your, your product, your offer, whatever, right? What is that one take home thing? And it has to be unique. Like I said, all coaches say they can get you 10K months or 100K years, right? Everybody is saying that, but that's not a unique selling proposition. That, that doesn't make your program or your coaching any different from the next person's. So it's really important that you are clear about what is the unique selling point of your offer of your service, right? And this may take a little thought, you know, but one thing I encourage people to do, like all my clients, I encourage them to sit down and write down for each one of your offers. If they only walked away from this with one thing, what would that one thing be? And it doesn't have to be a huge thing, right? It doesn't have to be money. It doesn't have to be, oh, I'm going to give you 25 hours of your time back each week, right? Like it doesn't have to be anything super huge or earth shattering, right? But it does need to be something that's different, right? Something that, you know, it sets you apart from everybody else. And it could be your own unique framework. It could be, you know, I know some people who have literally made up whole like new terms and ideas and concepts in their industry. And that's really, really cool. And that's a unique selling point, right? Teaching a very specific method, a a very specific framework, or maybe even, you know, if you're providing a service, like, a very specific way that you are doing things, right? Some people just like knowing that their person is doing it different. Or like myself, one of my unique selling propositions is that I fit into your business because a lot of times service providers come in with their own rigid, you know, way of doing things. But I'm not that kind of person. When I come into your business, I come in as a partner with you. And I also come in trying to figure out how I can best integrate myself into your business. And that may mean I have to learn a new platform or I may have to, you know, get a new email or something, right? But I'm open to those things because for me, I want to make it easy on my client. And that is a unique selling proposition because a lot of people don't do that. Like a lot of people, they're like, okay, this is how it works. This is the the strategy. You know, this is my method and process and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, I understand it, it may not be the most scalable thing in the world to, you know, fit into everybody's business, but I don't care. That's what makes me unique. That's what allows me to charge the prices I've charged. And it's a different selling point than me saying, oh, I'm going to give you five social media posts. And this is like, duh, we're all doing that, right? What is making you unique? What is that unique selling point? And that kind of goes a little bit beyond just like the features and the benefits thing. It goes a little bit beyond that because it's really important that we focus on if there's only one thing, only one portion of, of my offer that I could sell, what would be that thing? And Usually I say your unique selling proposition is that thing you pull out your back pocket when someone's on the fence, right? So when someone's on the fence about your offer, you can like pull out and bring up your unique selling proposition. And that's usually the thing that pushes them over the edge because not only have they heard the benefits of this, but now they know the one singular thing that they're going to walk away from this that basically only you can do, right? Only you can provide this for them. So it's just like your little secret weapon that you can use right at the end to really push somebody over the edge. So yeah, so thing number four, you don't have a unique enough selling point. And then thing number five, I'm gonna end this episode on this one, is you haven't built trust with your audience. And I briefly mentioned this earlier as well, but the truth is that it takes time for people to trust you enough to spend their heart on coins, especially when it's an offer that is like over really like $200. Like anything over $200, people really start to think like, "Mm mm-hmm. I don't know if that like they start to really rationalize whether or not they should spend this money. So whether you are selling a service that's 200 plus or a program and offer whatever that's 200 plus, right? People start to think 
when it's more than $200. Like below 200, it's an easier sell, right? 150, oh, okay. Like I could, I could, people can swing that, right? But when you start asking for $200 and monthly retainers and all that kind of stuff, like mm, people have to trust you at that point, right? They have to trust that you are going to give them what you promise, that you're going to deliver on your promises, that you're going to be able to get them whatever result you said you were going to get them. They have to trust that. And a lot of times we go in for the sale entirely too early. This is again with the customer journey. If you go in trying to get the sale too early, you haven't built enough trust with the person for them to actually want to purchase. So that may be why nobody is buying your services is because you haven't built up enough you know, street cred, I guess, if you want to say it like that. You haven't built enough credibility and trust with them for them to purchase from you. So this is why a lot of times you may think of an offer, you may put it out and then nobody buys. Or you may, you know, announce new services and nobody purchases. But it's because you didn't warm your audience up to the idea that something was coming that could help solve a specific problem. So let's just say, for example, you decide that you are going to launch a new service, right? You're going to add a service onto your current services and you put an Instagram post up and nobody bites at that new service. The reason why they're not biting at that is because you haven't built trust for them to buy that new service, right? So they trust you to buy the other service if you already have clients, right? They already trust you to buy that service you've been talking about all this time. But when you came up with a new thing, it seems random. It seems out of the blue. It seems out of nowhere. It seems like you're just cold pitching them and it feels icky, right? Like they're they're not gonna respond to it very well. But if instead you for two weeks or three weeks, you know, you started talking about a new concept, this new idea, this new, this new, you know, problem and how there's a solution for it. And then at the end of these three weeks, you talk about this new offer that you have in this new service. Now people are going to be more inclined to buy it because you kind of warm them up for two or three weeks and they've seen you put out content about it. They're starting to see you as a leader, or as an expert on this specific thing. And now they're more likely to buy when you start selling something. So a lot of times people aren't buying simply because you haven't built enough trust with them. You haven't shown or you haven't, for lack of better words, proven yourself, right? You haven't proven that people should purchase something from you to solve that specific problem. So that's number five, building trust. Building trust, like we can talk about this forever because building trust really is a huge, huge deal when it comes to people buying your services, buying your products, joining your offers, right? It's a huge deal. If people don't trust you, they're not going to spend money with you. And if you break people's trust, which goes back to your product not being as good as you think it is, if you break people's trust, you'll never get a sale from them. Like they'll never come back to you because they're going to feel slighted, right? They're going to feel like, wow, you know, I trusted her and she didn't take care of me. You know, I didn't get X, Y, and Z result. And again, you know, I, I try to be careful with this because it's like, as service providers, we don't necessarily guarantee people. Like I don't guarantee anybody, you know, a thousand new followers or, you know, anything. I don't ever guarantee those things, but you know, there are certain things obviously that they're expecting from me as a service provider. So if it's within the realm of that, yes. And it is important that like our clients understand that they do have certain responsibilities and they have to bring certain things to the table and all that kind of stuff. So this is not to say that everything is on you, but it is to say like, Hey, let's have some integrity. Let's deliver what we're going to promise. You know, let's make sure that we're building trust with people before we try to sell to them. You know, and let's make sure that we're selling to people that actually want what we need, right? Making sure that we're actually speaking to our ideal client and not just putting out <laughs> content and putting out, you know, marketing and stuff like that to the world and, and being confused, right? Like the truth of the matter is, is that if you're not in front of your ideal client, then you have to make a shift, you know? And that was the first thing that I talked about, like your ideal client. And I know that can be 
a little bit touchy for people because it's like, I have all these followers or, you know, I have all these people that are in my audience and they're engaging with my stuff, but, you know, they're not buying. Well, because they're not your ideal client. Like, I probably should do another episode on this. You know, sometimes we have people in our audience that are literally just the peanut gallery. They never have an intention on purchasing anything from us. They're just not in the right stage, but they're also truly not our ideal client. Like they might look like your ideal client, but they really and truly are not your ideal client. And I call them the peanut gallery and, you know, or you can call them like the amen crew, like whatever you want to call them. But there are people like there's a lot of people actually that usually end up in your audience just to take up space. Like they have no intention on being a client. And, you know, that's fine, right? Like, it's okay to have those people. But we have to be really careful not to confuse the peanut gallery with ideal clients. And so maybe I'm write that down. That should be another episode because that's a whole nother conversation. But yeah, so those were the five things for this part. So if people aren't buying your services, it could be because they're not your ideal client. Two, you haven't sold the value of your services. Three, your product isn't as good as you think it is. Four, you don't have a unique enough selling point. Or five, you haven't built trust with your audience. All right, so I want you guys to DM me or whatever. (laughs) And just let me know how you're feeling about this because I'm definitely gonna do two more parts because I'm gonna batch create all these episodes. So my boo, don't be upset. And yeah, let me know how you guys are feeling about this. And if you guys like the like series type of stuff, let me know and I'll try to come up with like more series ideas. And if you have suggestions, you know where to find me on Instagram, Mrs. K Hillman. And I would love to hear your suggestions on what else we should talk about here on the podcast. All right, until next time, I will talk to you later, darling. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to follow me on the gram at Mrs. K Hillman and let me know you're picking up what I'm putting down. Take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and share it in your stories and leave a young thug a review so I know it's real. May you walk in your purpose and call in each and every day to become the CEO and woman you were designed to be. Until next time, let's get this money.